Hey, what's up, everybody? Back again with another episode. Uh, apologies for the delay, but we had a little bit of a weather mishap where Texas got plunged into a polar vortex that some residents have never seen before, uh, including myself. I've, I've been here for better part of five, six years, maybe a little bit longer than that. Actually, it is longer than that. It's like a decade, so <laughs> I don't even know how long I've lived here. But anyway, uh, that was that was interesting. That was interesting for those that have never lived through anything like that down here. I'm sure it was a shock to the system, but it definitely put us on pause for a little bit. But now we're back. We've got a bunch of episodes coming, and today's episode is with a dark halo. I was really, really pumped to talk to these guys. Uh, I've personally known Dave for a long time. Uh, we've been back and forth, and we finally got together for this interview. So I'll just cut to the chase. If you're a gaming nerd. Uh, if you want to know a little bit more about Spotify algorithms and uh, something that they call progressive gerrymandering, <laughs> it's it's not political, I promise. <laughs> but I just thought that it was an interesting take. Um, you're going to enjoy the show. This was really rad. They've got a bunch of new songs out. Flame Batide is, is the one that's being played today. And that one just, poof, man, that thing rips. Uh, but anyway, I hope you enjoy the show. And as always, we couldn't do this without our promoters and our sponsors and the people that just love us which is you we hope we hope <laughs> but anyway uh, come and take it productions and come and take it live are the place to go to and get booked uh, here in Austin so if you're looking to play hit them up come and take it productions.com you can hit up Skyler you can hit up Seneca or you can hit up Anthony or myself uh, for getting booked on one of their bills so anywho I'll shut up and let you get to the music so Enjoy. Today's interview is with some guys that we've been trying to get together with for quite some time, uh, and magically now here we are. Uh, today's interview is with a dark halo. We have Dave, we have Christopher, and we have Abe. Christopher, is it Chris? Yeah, uh, Chris, Christopher, Jonesy, um, Baldy, whatever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, but but they are. I, I don't. Even, I don't even. I hate putting uh classifications on people as far as like genres and stuff i'd rather just let you guys explain your music uh so just uh we'll go with uh dave first chris second and then abe third um you know what you guys do uh how you guys got to austin and then we'll just we'll go from there all right uh dave lowmiller i'm the vocalist and when we do live stuff bassist also and i'm also the producer and engineer for a dark halo Yep. And I'm Chris. Uh, so I play a guitar, um, mostly rhythm, uh, sometimes do uh, some little lead, uh, parts, uh, live and, um, for dark Halo. Yeah. Sometimes some vocals too. I'm Abe and I do mostly lead guitar, um, and a little bit of production as well. I haven't had the joy of playing with these guys live yet. Cause, um, oh. I only joined the band about, I don't know what, two years ago, a year and a half ago. Year and a half, right before the world ended. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, well, welcome to welcome to the team. Um, and not pictured or present in audio, as this is a podcast, is our drummer, Kix Papale, um, who joined us actually just over a year ago. And she couldn't make it tonight, but she sends a big warm hello to everybody. And also, like the rest of us, thank you for having us on. Yeah, no worries. I'm I'm just happy that we're finally able to uh, get to know a Dark Halo a little bit better because um, I've never seen you guys play in person. Oh, we well, that's because we haven't played in person in in many many years. And um, I I guess I'll I'll just I'll start at the beginning and try to give you the long story as quickly as I can. Sure. There's a huge component of this band that's kind of about um, video game developers trying to not go crazy. That's Part of the uh, part of the narrative here, but way back in um, Jonesy and I probably met in like 2000 or so, uh, maybe 2001. We were playing in bands in the local scene in Phoenix, actually. Okay. Um, 
played in this band together, that band together, and kind of orbiting each other for a long time. Um, and then I had been in video game audio development since uh, 1999. I started at a studio called Rainbow Studios that got bought by THQ. I was there for like 11 years working on a lot of motocross titles, uh, stuff for uh, uh, some Pixar racing games, had a Star Wars title come through, um, that kind of thing. Okay. And we'll, we'll get more, more into that later. But around 2005, Jonesy and I um, wanted to make more metal than... I hadn't been making a lot of metal. Jonesy was playing in a band, and we, as happens, uh, you know how it can be. Bands can be quite taxing. We decided, hey, let's, uh, you know, it's the future. Let's make metal on a computer. So we, uh, <laughs> we got together in my home studio and started, uh, started working on what would eventually become a dark halo. And it was awesome because it was just twice a week, making metal, no drama, super chill, um, jumping off the machine to play too much Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter. Oh, yeah. Um, and and the vibes started just really coming together. We were real happy with uh, what we were doing. We wanted to do really hook focused, but uh, still aggressive, cool sounded stuff. And uh, the reason I bring up the games thing is because right from the beginning, that became part of a Dark Halo's uh, DNA. In as much as uh, one of the executive producers at the studio I was at at the time. Um, was working on one of the wrestling titles for THQ and found himself in a position that he needed more music than he had on hand to ship the title. And he came to me and um, said, hey, I heard you're working on a side project, metal thing. I'd love to check it out. Uh, I was like, yeah, sure. So I sat him down in my studio at work, hit play. We had, we'd only had two songs finished at the time, uh, Burn, Burn It All and Beyond Recall. And um, he was... He was, this is great. We love it when we put it in the game. And I was like, okay, sir. Yes, sir. Right. And what? signed the, <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, a Dark Halo really kind of got its start before we even had the album done. These these two songs got put into uh, WWE Day of Reckoning 2. So right now yeah. on that game is your music. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then um, I ended up uh, un under just my own name. I wrote the rest of the soundtrack for for that game. and. When it shipped, uh, to our surprise, it it landed with the WWE fans. They were um, they were super into it. They've been incredibly loyal and and supportive to us all these years. So we we finished up the album and we had kind of a sort of a little head start. Then um, this is back in the MySpace days. This is before oh, all the streaming services the and all days. that. LimeWire, yeah. Mm. Tom was your friend, Hell right? Yeah. Yeah, and garage band. Um and and we kind of just uh kind of just popped in to that that scene. Um and we were playing shows on the local Phoenix scene um and having a great time of a dark halo. And then uh as as everybody knows, uh, the the 2008 um uh economic downturn, right, was really hard on lots and lots of people. Uh the game industry also. And I found out that the studio I was at, um, they made us aware that they were, they were going to close the shop. So I knew I had to, well, I want to keep making games. Um, I knew there wasn't really much for my particular discipline in Phoenix at the time. So I started looking out of state. Um, and I found a really great opportunity to go be a senior sound designer at Visceral Games, and Electronic Arts in, um, in Redwood Shores. They're not there anymore. But uh, if someone ever asks you, do you want to come do sound design for Dead Space? You say, yeah. 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 You just shake your head <laughs> up and down. Yes, up and down. So um, I was really excited about that. But um, unfortunately, at the time, at least, right, that that meant no more Dark Halo. Um, I, I, I had a great time there. I mean, don't get me wrong. Um, got to work on a couple of Dead Space games, a couple of Battlefield games. Um, and, and after I was there for five years, this is where the, the Dark Halo Part 2 picks up. Um, I took a gig out here in Austin 
as the audio director for a large game company here that one wanted to start up an audio department. They hadn't had one yet. It's like, and if somebody says, do you want to start an audio department, the game developer, you say yes, right? So, <laughs> so I came out here, uh, built all that up. And then um, something just in the water started getting really, 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 really itchy to uh, to make metal again. And luckily, the studio that I'm at, more than any other studio I've ever been at, not only allows us to work on projects outside of the building, they actively encourage it. Oh, that's so. Good. Yeah. So it's like, hey, no, no barriers in the way. Let's, uh, let's, let's make some metal. So I contacted Jonesy and we started picking away at, at stuff. And I did a couple of remixes, remasters from the old album and hey, let's reissue this thing and see what happens. And to our great surprise, the WWE people in particular, they, they were still there. People were, were so happy to see the project back and that I'm, that shocked me and warmed my heart and, and motivated me. And so it's like, you know what, let's bring it back. Um, started working on new music. Then I met Abe. Uh, Abe actually, Abe and I met at the studio that I'm currently at now. Um, and as I like to say, we kind of got set up on a metal blind date by one of my coworkers. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Actually, go, going back um, further, that was like the first company that I'd worked at um, out of, basically out of high school because um, I was in, in my early days or my young days, I uh, was kind of a game modder. Like I would just make Counter-Strike maps and stuff like that. And Wow. So I, I got a job at the game industry as a designer, like pretty, pretty early in my life. I was like 18 years old, I think. Um, and so I was at that studio for five years, uh, this studio that, um, Dave currently works at. And then I worked at a couple of places around Austin after that, and then did a contract for them, uh, in, I guess, 2018. It was after month contract. It was, it was after we finished call of duty, right? Yeah. So they yeah. approached me and said oh. they needed a technical designer. And so I was like, yeah, I could do, do a contract. So I came in and just for chance or by chance, like, uh, Dave had gotten hired there recently. Or I, I don't know, maybe you'd already been there a couple of years, but, uh, they, they didn't have an audio department when I worked there back in the day. So that was kind of cool to hear. And then, yeah, we got, we set up on like a, yeah, we say metal blind date or a audio date and, uh, <laughs> yeah. um, started exchanging, you know, lots of clips and I would spend, uh, I would probably <laughs> drop by like every day or every other day and just, you know, spend 20, 30 minutes in Dave's office, like just shooting the shit and, <laughs> Yeah. And he gave me this, he gave me this like, oh, I play a little guitar kind of thing. And then, um, the talent level of, of this, this kid. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's just busting out this like John Petrucci level stuff. Like it's nothing. Right. Um, that's when you're like, do you want to play guitar in my band? And you just shake yeah, your head. Do you want to play, <laughs> yeah. Do you want to play guitar in the band? And we had, uh, we were just, I was, uh, I had been off in the corner writing, um, the riffs that would eventually become Starfall. And I kind of had that whole thing blocked out. And I sent it home with Abe and Abe, uh, it's like, yeah, I'll, I'll take a swing at the solo section. And he, he sends, it was about a week later. And I, re I remember like just popping it on. I got the email right before I got in my car. Just, oh, pop it on, listen to it in the car. And I remember driving down 183, just like my hair blown back, like, oh my God, I need to pull over this. This is incredible. <laughs> right. We've, we've, we've got our, our new guitar, guitar player to, to rebuild the lineup. Uh, so that was super exciting. And we released Starfall and I, I had no idea what was going to happen. Right. Do people still care? And then again, to my surprise and shock and happiness, not only was it well received, but the Spotify algorithms picked it up and exploded it for us a little bit. And I kind of understand how all that works and kind of don't. Um, it's same. Right. The algorithmic playlists, what we do know is you can't beg your way onto them. You can't cheat your way onto them. You can't buy your way onto them. And so we just felt like so blessed by the the Spotify fairy godmother because that, I mean, you you get into Spotify for artists and you can see all how all the logarithmic growth happens if you if you get lucky there, and so that just that just lit us up like okay no this is real let's turn this into a real band, um, and then more video game things and and then I'll I'll shut up right <laughs> um, uh, yeah so nerd. they're actually like like yeah nerd <laughs> square um, they're actually like. 
the way we think of it, there's like nine people in this band. So there's there's us musicians that do the musicy things, but um, our our video team that makes all all those cool videos with us. Those those are all uh, game industry people that uh, I either work with now or have worked with locally. Um, our director of photography, editor Brad Bissell. I, I've been working with him for like 15 years. Uh, Melissa Devarney, uh, also one of our video people, um, former current company. Corey Cudney, um, game developer at our current company, does camera stuff with us. Both of the artists, uh, visual artists that we work with for cover art, uh, Becca Wallace and Michael Pedro. They're they're both artists at the company I'm at, and like I said, it's a uh, it's kind of a bunch of game developers trying to not go crazy and ply our trade and make cool stuff. Anyway, moving back back on track, um, <laughs> I bring that up because we decided uh, Brad and I got together and it's like, oh, hey, look what's happening with the Dark Halo. It's back and like people care for whatever reason. Let's make a real music video. Let's be a real band. Let's play live shows again. Let's find a drummer, make a video. So we wrote iRevenant and started doing pre-pro looking for a um, Start, started doing pre-pro to make this video, knowing that we were going to find and land a drummer in what I've come to call the great drummer hunt of 2019. Um, <laughs> and we, we, we met a lot of really cool people, really talented people around the Austin area, um, auditioned some very talented people. But we were, um, we were in this position that we were really uh, not time crunched other than, you know, we got this video coming up, but we wanted to be really picky and find exactly the right person. And honestly, uh, as Abe could attest to also, Drummer Hunt 2019 was starting to get pretty exhausting. Yeah. And then um, <laughs> my wife... There aren't, that is, many, uh, there aren't that many metal drummers in Austin, I feel, in, in general. Or, or, or they're if there are, they're not. Yeah, they're yeah. all in like some bands. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, all, they're all emotionally unavailable. <laughs> um, but then my, my wife, who's super into metal and, um, helps with a lot of dark halo stuff, uh, she got involved in the hunt and started finding talent in places that like I had, I hadn't known about. And she was just really good at the hunt and landed on this, this one drummer kicks reading her bio and her, her checklist. And it's like, Oh my God, she likes all the same music. Um, let's, let's reach out. So we, we reached out to her, told her what we were all about. You do the thing you do where you talk about your influences. And then, I mean, she's just a pro, she's a working pro drummer. So we, um, brought her down to, we had just been renting waveform. Yeah. Drummer hunt was getting not only tedious, but expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. We rented out web, uh, waveform again, brought her down, did the thing that we had done with everybody, set up some production lights and a camera to do the audition. And Kay just, she was the first one that we had played with that she played through iRevenant like didn't even break a sweat, just total, just nailed it top to bottom. And she's also throwing in some, like some fills that were, were kind of cooler than the ones that we've written, you know? <laughs> yeah. She's, yeah, like, totally. she's sitting there like, uh, I think I can do this a little bit differently. Yeah. There oh we yeah. Go. She, yeah. She just, just smoked it. Totally smoked it. Right. And then, um, Hey, if that wasn't enough, then we're like, Hey, you guys want to jam some dream theater? And we all just paid, played through pull me under. And it's like, <laughs> it's, like it's like, okay, okay, that's it. Drummer hunt yep. complete. Um, yep. so then we, uh, we, we filmed the, the iRevenant video and we're just fixing, started acquiring all our live gear. And it's like, okay, we'll get the stems together so that we can play the backing tracks and all right, let's do this thing. And dark halo is coming back. And then it was like six weeks and the world ended. Yep. Um, so uh, in a way, I mean, that as soul crushing as that was, uh, in a way, luckily for us, um, like, like you talked about earlier, in the context of COVID and bands and things like that, it really didn't affect us all that much. It was it's kind of business as usual because we write remotely. We, uh, we create all our own video content with, with the extended family I told you about. I engineer everything in my own studio anyway. So it was like, well, guys, let's just keep writing stuff for the set and we'll play when we can play. But here we are, a Dark Halo 2.0, bunch of gay devs, nerding out, making music videos in the Unreal Engine. That was how we were COVID safe for the last one. Just shot everybody individually on a green screen. And then Brad made that crazy ass scary fire world and just... <laughs> just put us all in the crazy ass fire world and in runtime in the unreal engine because that's what game devs do yeah anyway 
I'll be, I, I can be quiet now because I've been talking a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's, the, that's the gist. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, here on a podcast, we do appreciate uh, when 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 interviewees can hold a conversation and a and a and a string of thought from A to B for longer than thirty seconds. So I appreciate. Oh no, worries. I can talk for more than thirty <laughs> seconds. So these guys will tell you. <laughs> so. Chris, let me ask if I understand it correctly. Both of you guys were in Arizona at the time. Correct. When, when, during the yeah, when we uh, created the first uh, album, Catalyst, uh, you know, when the first two songs were on uh, that video game, Dave Reckoning too. Yep. And then um, when uh, Dave had gone to the studio in California, I then eventually uh, made my way to Michigan, where I still currently reside. And when we were uh, talking about making uh, new songs. And then when Starfall came back out, uh, yeah, so I've, I've still been contributing to the project here from Michigan, including the video work for uh, Flame of the Tide. Like Dave mentioned, it's pretty cool. You know, I just get in my garage, put up the nice lighting and the green screen and uh, do my performances. And, and then next thing I know, I'm in a fire world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very it's very now. Flame, Flame of Tide is actually a perfect example. Like we've never played that song together. We've not, we haven't been together. That whole thing got written non-linear offline. We weren't in the same state to film it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, so Abe, are you currently here in the Austin area? I am, yeah. Okay, Dave is, drummer is, just not, just not Jonesy. Yeah, yeah. this Okay, great. so yeah. how, how are concerts going to work if you plan on playing this year? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we're gonna plan. fly them down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, more green screens, like holograms, and Tupac. Like, come on. <laughs> I mean, in this day and age, you know, it's so much easier yeah. to have a nice sounding rig that's easy to take with you on an airplane. Yeah. So, yeah, seriously. With, I mean, uh, with five G and holographic technology, maybe we could have Jonesy uh, projected and onto the stage. That's it. You know. Yeah. <laughs> or that, the, only, yeah. the only concern is the latency problem, but. <laughs> That's the best. The best men and women are on it. <laughs> trying to right. trying to beam it in, like, okay, what's your latency? Like, like three hundred and thirty milliseconds. Okay, guys, set the tempo to that. And let's go for it. Right, right, right. Exactly. Yeah, you're gonna have to play everything uh, one second behind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, y- y'all, y'all remember airplanes, right? I mean, eventually, them things will come back again, and we we don't really view it as a. Uh, as a barrier, it's, I mean, it's, it's a nuisance, but I mean, Jones, is a pro, um, he can play all his parts. So it'll just, it's just a matter of like, get on the plane with the guitars and the pedal board. And then, you know, we can have all the, all the cabs and amps or whatever backline stuff here. Yeah. And then, um, play shows on that note. I think I've been hearing that come and take it is, is doing shows again. Yes, yes, yes. Very much so. They are, continuing to still book out that's awesome yeah we live streamed a show i want to say damn was it last saturday or the saturday before for some like thrash uh valley metal kind of stuff uh really 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 good show um and it went off without a hitch except we had one one sync issue uh that we've never run across before but other than that it was phenomenal like what i was telling you earlier the whole you know three camera angles live sound mixed and I listened to it on the way home and I got to give a shout out to Taylor Anderson, uh, who's on the podcast team. Uh, he also does live mixes at the noise factory in Georgetown and he's our live audio mixer when we stream. And it is like, I guess the same thing, like whenever you heard, you know, Abe shredding all over the place that like, that's how I felt when I heard this. Um, so it really made me feel good about being able to offer a, a really good service um, as far as the live streaming category. Um, but yeah, wow. sorry to rant there, Abe. Yeah, they, no, they, no, are, dude, they are back good, open. Good on you for providing that that service. I mean, it's super cool. Yeah, stuff like this is going to help music survive. And and even, you yeah. know, we were a little worried because I looked into a little bit of the, the data as far as like, does online viewership hurt in-person uh, attendance? And actually, it's it's not it's not proven it's actually better because the people are still going to go to the shows. Like they're still going to go. I can't think of a scenario where I wouldn't go to see a band play that I really was into outside of like a broken leg or some catastrophic thing, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But the other 
side of that is the aunts and the uncles that, you know, don't like being in the in the crowd or in the same venue. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that way we can kind of give them access as well. Uh, and plus by them paying for the, you know, through Eventbrite or whatever, they're supporting their family or their friends or, or whatnot. And they're also supporting uh, the venue and the production team behind it. So it, it works out for everybody. Um, so I'm happy that we're able to do it. Yeah, I know, I know we're just audio, but uh, I'm throwing up the horns here for, for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh thanks, yeah, that's man. fantastic. It's, it's, and it's, you know, and, and we're going to be ever evolving because I've dedicated uh, I'm going to be fully transparent as far as, you know, because I didn't want to start this to be a money-making machine off the backs of musicians and produ- producers and engineers. I I did this for a hobby, but then fell in love with it even more and more and more. So now I was like, well, what can I do to help? And it's like, well, I'll build acoustic panels and I'll live stream and, you know, all that fun stuff. So it's just, it's just rad. I really, I really like it. And being able to afford uh, bands with an opportunity to not only share their content, but then to walk home at the end of the night with it and, you know, do what, do with it, what they will, um, brings a smile to my face. Yeah. That's awesome, man. And like, I mean, music, obvious, obvious statement of the year, but it doesn't exist without ears. Right. Yeah. True. True. Yeah. We're in, we're in the time domain, man. It's sort of a Schrodinger's (laughs) cat of a discipline, really. (laughs) It's like, does the music exist if you're not listening to it? I don't know. So again, like, yeah, good what, on you. What about that bear? Who knows? I, wa- I wasn't there to witness. So <laughs> speaking of speaking of ears and mm-hmm. requiring them to do things, uh, your new song. Yeah, you guys can see my face. You're listening to it. You can't see my face, but my face has got that what happened look on it. How? Where did that come from? Anyone can take this. <laughs> More Dave talking, uh, I'm afraid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, we'll be right. Yeah, yeah just cut it. Uh, that, that came from um, a, a couple of uh, places uh, motivated that. Uh, one is with, with this uh, resurgence of uh, a dark halo as a thing that exists. We sort of want to, each song, um, if you listen to it, uh, is almost like Pixar in every one of their movies is like, you can tell they're testing a new piece of technology, right? Like what can they get away with? Right. Like finding Nemo. Oh, we're going to show everyone. We know how to make water or monsters Inc. Look at the fur technology on Sully. Um, Shout out to whoever developed that, because that's one of the things that really I noticed was the, the natural flow of a fake monster's hair. I mean, as weird as that sounds to say, like that's it's shit. That's amazing. See, right? Here's this thing that you kind of want to prove out. And I'll just be straight up. Um, As we're bringing a dark halo back uh, musically, I kind of want to see what we can get away with and how much we can expand the sound uh, with every song. And if you listen to the last four singles we've put out, you'll hear that each one of them is sort of centered around a different idea. Uh, They could still all live on the same album, but trying to push outwards a little bit. So with this, I wanted to see a couple of things. I wanted to see what would happen if we played in a tuning lower than we normally play, because uh, we play on, generally speaking, on seven strings in drop A standard. But there's all this cool stuff going on out there, like Spirit Box. Who I could also go on for like, oh, yeah. We're going to talk about Spirit Box later. But I mean, that F tuning that that Mike does is just like, I, I want to try it. So we did. Um, and then as, as we were getting into it and starting to go to the, uh, the dark side a little bit, when I'm writing hooks, which are the most important thing to me of any song, like th- that, that's just a personal thing, right? Sure. As a songwriter, I, like, I, I start at the piano usually before the guitar just because th- that's where I think in the chord domain. And then writing a heavy rapper around it, that's, that's the easier part. But one night I'm sitting there with Flame Batide, I got the chords all laid out. I couldn't really figure out what's what's the melody, what are we going to say here? And I just started doing like a, that anthemic whoa, whoa thing to myself. Like that's so fun and like a, a periphery song or, you know, some of the spirit box does it too. And I just kind of wrote out this whoa, 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 whoa thing. And I'm like, yeah, that's fun. It grooves. It, it doesn't mean anything yet. And then once, once that was kind of ossified, I was, it's like, oh, what if I got cutesy here? And what if the word isn't whoa, you know, W-H-O-A, but it's whoa, like Shakespearean sadness, 
Yeah. Woe is me. Yeah, woe, <laughs> woe unto us, right? Um, yep. <laughs> and so I, I, I just kind of got the idea to, oh, we'll do this whole fiery thing. You know, the, the band says, whoa, whoa, whoa. And you think it's whoa, 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 until we do this lyric reveal where the lead vocal comes together with the choir. It's like, oh, no, they're saying, whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. And then I went, whoa. Oh. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Um, yeah, yeah, so it was it was partly that. Like I, I kind of wanted to see if a dark halo could get away with doing an anthemic whoa thing, but also like keep it us. And then there were some other little like boundary push things in there too. Like I, I leaned into the we always have some symphonic elements, but I kind of leaned on that a little more with the scary drums and the scary violins and all that stuff in that dirty ass breakdown in the middle. It's like, oh, so oh, horror movie shit. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I'm starting this new routine now because I normally don't do a lot of homework on the people or bands that I interview just so it actually is more natural and, and kind of a fact finding mission while I do this. Uh, versus, you know, some hand scripted thing. But what I'm doing now is about 30 minutes, 45 minutes prior to the show, I just sit in my, in my living room, uh, turn off, all, well, not all the lights, but um, get the LED going and just blast it through the surround sound just and just kind of like soak it all in. And it, dude, that the, it's just, like, I can't even put it into words like how, like impressed I was. Thanks, um, man. I, I appreciate just, that. Yeah, thank you. It, it was it was just like this. The production value on it alone is got to be worth ten bucks. <laughs> I mean, it, it was just it, <laughs> definitely yeah. way more than that. But it was just it was full and thick, and you know I could hear stuff happening from the left and the right, and you know it was just this kind of like all immersive kind of moment and and that's what i really think uh i think you guys definitely nailed it so then i went back a couple songs just to kind of see you know what were elements of a in b and c and yeah you're right man i you can definitely if you pay attention to it you can hear this kind of transition and you know they're kind of the same but they're all different but so i just wanted to say like hats off oh, man i appreciate <laughs> that man I, I really really do we uh that one, maybe more than the the other four recent ones, I, I put out there with some trepidation because it is a little bit different. I wasn't sure if it was going to land. And we've gotten overwhelmingly positive feedback. And again, it it really, really warms my heart. It, this this whole thing means nothing if if the art isn't landing with people. So that makes me feel real good to hear that. And I, I appreciate you saying so. Thank you so much. Yeah. And, 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 and uh, I mean, as far as I know, we're still putting on our showcase uh, December 3rd or December 4th. We obviously had to scratch the last one. Um, so instead of rushing rushing to do it in the spring, we're just going to repeat uh, in, in December. And I mean, pff, I, can I sign you guys up? Like, good Lord. It, it, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, if we're allowed out of the house with our instruments. Yeah, man, that 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 sounds that sounds awesome. And I I mean, I've been wanting to play caddy since I moved here. Um, yeah, that the plan was that last summer we would have been out doing it. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I bought this uh, this big fat uh, boogie bass rig, uh, and then I've I've never taken anywhere other than to audition K. <laughs> 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 well, I have hope and faith that that. By December, we will be in a place to where a good reception on uh, in person and online. Um, so it, it's I kind of want to I kind of want to flesh this out over the year uh, is to, you know, take bands such as yourself that have kind of, you know, not really been in the limelight, but are still producing killer songs to literally showcase. You know, that's why I love that being a showcase is it's going to be, you know, different genres and different sounds it's not going to just have this one you know oh, it's all prog metal or oh, it's all black Dude, metal. i love that idea you know? and man, we'd be honored yeah totally yeah. yep cool yeah. yeah well sorry i didn't mean to put you on the spot there oh, um, no that's it just, if someone asks you do you want to play the show <laughs> just shake you your say head, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> right and with it being, being you know different oh, styles too i mean you know that's one thing that i i just want to comment on you know 
we've learned uh, as we've gotten to know each other over time, you know, we all love and listen to different styles of not only metal, but other music and all that mm-hmm. stuff goes into the songs. What's uh, what's on what's on everybody's uh, playlist right now? Who's listening to what? Uh, Abe, we'll start with you. Um, I am obsessed with uh, Sleep Token. I'm obsessed. Oh, <laughs> I knew I loved you guys. I'm, What's uh, wrong with me? Obsessed with Arch Echo, um, that instrumental <laughs> band. That actually, I was lucky enough to see them with. Well, Dave actually showed up a little late, so he didn't get to see them. But <laughs> we saw them at, uh, at Emo's, like right before. I want to say right before the lockdown. Um, oh yeah, they did. Man, what was that, was that January? It was like, or? It was like yeah, February, something like yeah. that, with Periphery. Periphery. And, yeah. And oh plenty, yeah, when Periphery came and, through. And Plenty. Yep. Oh, let's man. I don't know what else. I, I'm all over the place. Oh, Catatonia. Always got to plug Catatonia. I'm obsessed with that band. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, Chelsea's and, like uh, yes. Pliny or Pliny. Uh, I love everything he does. I've actually been getting back into some old Sean Lane lately, which is super kind of. I don't know. Just I don't know if if you guys know who Sean Lane is. He was this guitarist and who never gained as much fame as he deserved because, in my opinion, he was like the best guitarist of all time <laughs> um he never really had much muscle behind like his the the, the production for his songs so it, it sounds kind of dated but uh his playing was just completely out of this world jonesy what about you man uh lately um deer hunter i've been getting into their colors album oh i love deer hunter man that's yeah. funny i was uh sorry go ahead no, no, no. That's great. No, I spawned a thought like uh, Casey Crescenzo. I love his writing. Like uh, mm-hmm. I told Amy, cause I, you know, I'm, I'm doing some vocals for this uh, side, you know, side project um, that I've been working on. And uh, I, I was like trying to, I'm bad at writing vocals. And Amy's like uh, my girlfriend, she, she's uh, like, well, I love writing vocals. I'm super interested to help you out. And I'm like, oh, cool. Well, here's an example. <laughs> and I pulled up like some deer hunter and like receiving end of sirens and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Uh, because I just think that Casey's writing is so awesome. There's so many fun Shakespearean like totally. uh, motifs and stuff. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very it's very artistic, and it's almost yeah. like a '70s uh, rock group, uh, you know, yeah. in, in a modern modern era. Um, so, yeah. so besides Deer Hunter, um, th- there's uh, there's like the, like a, the Holy Trinity or Unholy Trinity Trinity that I listen to uh, quite often over the years. Uh, Opeth, uh, Demi Borgir. I'm a huge fan of them and um, Devin Townsend. Oh yeah. Um, okay. Yep. Okay. Then uh, lately, uh, Gary Moore, who um, he had actually had a huge blues career, but he's one of the original guitar players of Thin Lizzy. So he's um, his approach to blues is very like he's almost like Eddie Van Halen, if you can imagine him in a more of a traditional blues group. And okay. then uh, uh, this has been a uh, guilty pleasure, uh, White Snake. <laughs> Oh yes! <laughs> In particular, yes. the first two albums, uh, "Slip of the Tongue" and the <laughs> self-titled. Wasn't don't be wasn't, ashamed of uh, White Snake. Wasn't Steve Vai in White Snake, or am I thinking of a yep. different one? Yep, yeah, uh, "Slip of the Tongue." Yep, that album. Mm. Well, no, All right. never. There's never shame in listening to Steve Vai. So, nope. <laughs> Dave, what about you? Oh uh, well, we uh, t- way too much Spirit Box. Thanks, Abe, for turning me onto that. Um, for a couple of reasons. One, because, uh, I mean, obviously the project is incredible and the music is incredible, but I'm also completely and totally obsessed with their their biz dev and how they're growing that project. We can talk about that more later. But yeah, too much Spirit Box, too much Devin Townsend. Um, I thought Empath was brilliant. And before that, even I was listening to too much DTP. Um, also been listening to a bunch of uh, throwback Fear Factory because I love it, and sometimes you just got to listen to Acres of Skin. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and just take just take a trip. You're like, ah, this feels just familiar. take a trip. I love and, this. I mean that band, um, and you can hear it in our music. And in particular, is sort of instructive for a, a lot of parts of the vibe. Um, but uh, if I'm if I'm keeping it real, real, yeah, I'm I'm playing uh, I'm playing Spirit Box, Blessed Be, over and over again in my car, and my neighbors know all the words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, whenever I came, I can't remember what song turned me on, but I was, I was taking a trip down, uh, female vocalist lane on Spotify, and it started with a band called Red Handed Denial, hmm. uh, out of out of Canada, and then it 
I somehow landed on spirit box and then punched myself for not landing there sooner <laughs> because it's just, oh man. Oh, I know how it was. It started with ginger. Mm-hmm. It went down oh, that yeah, rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been listening to some, sure. of, yeah. some of her. Yeah. So. They're, they're live. Uh, I think it's Pisces live. Um, audio tree was just phenomenal. And, and that's just, and that's just kind of where I'm at in headspace these days. Uh, I've kind of leaned a little more towards the death core as well. Sure. Because uh, I've I've found a band in in based out of out of Italy, I called the bassist in the UK, but they're called Defamed, and it's just, oof, man, it's heavy. Awesome. <laughs> it is heavy. Yeah, I'm checking that out. Um, yeah, Defamed, D E Famed, Defamed. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, um, before we get out of here, uh, what are what are the what are the foreseeable plans in the future for a dark halo outside of obviously getting to a stage um talking maybe like merch or more music or anything like that obviously doing what every band wants to do and get it into as many ears as possible and share it with as many people as we can and in our uh consensus assessment we can like it we can hate it doesn't really matter what we think of spotify for better or for worse it it is the music industry and we have, um, we've been watching what's been going on with bands like Sleep Token, Spirit Box that are, bam, single video, bam, single video, bam, single video. Not, not worried about the album so much, right? And you can yeah. see these logarithmic growths and there's all these new tools that you can use. Um, we had actually some success with them this time with Flame Betide. Um, we got a bigger algorithmic bump than we ever had because we did the things that they say you're supposed to do put out a Spotify pre-save campaign, pitch the song with the pitching tool in your Spotify for artists, uh, release. Uh, we had that submitted like seven weeks earlier than we needed to. Um, and all that stuff has a cumulative effect a lot, along with the stuff that we don't really understand about the algorithm, like how it, it goes web crawling and whatever, right? But it seemed to be effective and it, it gave us this crazy spike, crazy. Uh, uh, a week after Flame Batide came out, it hit release radar and what it, it was like just that single day was like 20,000 listens with 18,000 new listeners. And our baseline traffic now is like triple what it was before that song came out. So, Whoa. yeah. So I personally am convinced that, um, bam, drop a single, uh, work the algorithms as hard as you can is, is that's, that's how a DIY band blows itself up now. So, um, all that being said, um, we're, I mean, we're all, we're all musicians. We all grew up with albums. We love albums and that feeling of physical and just that completionist vibe. So what we're doing, we're going to keep knocking out a few more singles. We're going to release each, each of them with some kind of video content, either a full video or a visualizer. And then we've started this thing that, that we're calling the omnibus uh, <laughs> initiative. <laughs> right. And take a cue from like the graphic novel community that they'll be like, oh, here's an issue. Here's an issue. Here's an issue. And then after 10 or whatever it is, here's the omnibus edition. So yeah. we will put out an album. Um, people keep asking, uh, our, our supporters um, ask us when, when's the album. And the truth of the matter is we're, we're releasing it backwards, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and because of this though, um, you drop an album on Spotify and you get a big, you get a big buzz from it and you get your press buzz from the album, but then like, then what, then we disappear for two and a half years and go write another album, you know, yeah. or every three months, six months, two months, whatever it is, we can like, bam, hit the algorithm, bam, hit the algorithm and Spotify goes and does the work for us and puts us into new ears that we otherwise wouldn't have reached. So it, lo- it seems like win-win to us, just completely maximizing the value of each song. And additionally, artistically, we like, we like the feeling of, I, I, I don't like feeling rushed to complete a collection just for the sake of it. I like this feeling that each song has been its own thing. We want to prove an idea and each, it's, it's like the painting, you just finish the painting and let it go, right? right. Um, when we do release the album, we'll do the responsible thing in my view, and I'll, I'll go back in and I will tweak the mix and I will remaster all the tracks so that they match each other as best they can and feel more albumy because that's the right thing to do. Um, and then when we release that, we can get, uh, the one big thing though, the albums do get you is, uh, press review attention. It's not, and you, you already know all this, but you don't see that as commonly with singles. No one's going to do a 
three-page write-up on a four-minute song. But if we put them all out in the collection, then we can spend our our PR energy and whatever PR bucks we want to spend. Here's the album. Please go review it. But there's this backlog of anyone that's interested. Oh, there's already eight music videos already out. You know, <laughs> if you're yeah, wondering, yeah, the, the videos are already out. So the whole thing's been done backwards. No, no album drop, and then the videos trickle out. It's like, no, we we squeezed. Not trying to make this sound heartless and corporate. But you you have you have to get as much value but as you can you, if you want the project to survive. Yeah, the, we we've always approached each song as making it like it is going to be the hit, right? You know, I mean, I'm sure you've had experiences where you buy an album where you know there's like one or two awesome songs, and sometimes the rest is filler. We always approach each one as like this is it, this is going to be the hit. So, and and it's proven over the over time, you know, that we do have fans that will come to us and say, "Oh, that song, you know, Vector Unknown's my favorite." Or, you know, some of the classic stuff. That's my favorite. Or, you know, Flame Ties my favorite. So that's just going to make the physical release even more awesome. You know, when you have yeah, all that there, it's just a strong release. from start I, I want to yeah. be totally clear, too, that I'm absolutely 100% um, not dunking at all on bands that are releasing albums, right? I mean, it's like, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of work. And especially yeah. in uh, this day and age in the COVID world, it's like, if you don't yeah. get FaceTime with people, it's, it's, it's difficult, man. Yeah. Especially like, um, if, if you're a signed act and you've got the resources behind it, if, if I could, right, go lock myself in a studio for eight months and that's all I was doing. Oh yeah, baby. I would release an album. No problem. But I, I would just, I would put forth to other bands that are, that are in our position that getting a little bit of attention and you can tell people are into it that the, that the knockout a single, release it backwards. I mean, again, this is for the 400th time I've mentioned them. I, I went to one of those Music Mentor Online things with Spirit Box, and they talked all about their biz dev. And it was incredible to hear all about, um, you know, the, those guys are like number one on the metal charts for like seven weeks in a row. And they pulled all of this off from a basement in Vancouver. Whoa. Right? Yeah. They have, uh, Mike and Courtney have their studio in a basement in Vancouver and got to the top of the metal charts with Holy Roller, completely DIY, no label, but quality single and video, hype it up. Their mixes sound so good, too. Like when I first sound, when I heard uh, Blessed Be, I was like, this sounds insane. I mean, their snare is so punchy. (laughs) The whole, yeah, I, I mean, when, when you first showed me that song, Abe, like there's no way in hell that I would have believed, you know, I'm like, oh, this is a big nuclear blast. Uh, right, whatever, right, right. Yeah, it sounds like it yeah. reminded me of uh, uh, No Sleep, that Volumes album, like the production uh, values. It sounded, it, uh-huh. it, that's what it kind of reminded me of uh, with that really, really, really punchy snare. Uh, and uh, yeah, the yes, it was, it's, ethereal it was, vocals and stuff. It was intent just from the first beat, just bang. And which is how I wound up being, oh, I want to go, I'm going to go to this webinar it was really awesome over three days, like 15 hours. But when they started talking about how this, all this happened, it was just like, Oh my God, whatever, whatever they're doing, what, whatever, you know, whatever spirit box is doing, <laughs> that's what you're doing. Cause that's how you're going to DIY yourself into succeeding. So, um, again, you know, if like, uh, Hey, major label, if you pick up a dark halo, I, I, I promise I will go lock myself in the studio. Right. <laughs> but, but until that happens, um, <laughs> Yeah, like I said, art- artistically, I think it's been really healthy for us to just be like, this is the song. That's all I care about is the song is right. And then business-wise, I'm, I'm seeing proof in the pudding every time I pull up our, our Spotify stats. It's like, up, oh, popped an algorithm, listenership went permanently up. Up, oh, bomb, popped an algorithm, listenership went permanently up. Yeah, because the ones that you're getting on the front end are sticking with you to see, you know, what's next. And, you know, the fact that, you know, and what you're saying is true, even as a person that doesn't make music or, or music videos or anything, um, I have, I noticed it definitely, even in early, or I'm sorry, late 2019, it was the, um, the instant gratification, I call it the instant gratification algorithm. It's because every, instead of where bands go lock themselves up for eight to 10 months and you're pumped about this release and, oh my God, they're going to do a fucking nation tour. And, oh man, they're Mm -hmm. in San Antonio, but not Austin. And it's just like, you know, that anticipation now 
because everything is subscription based and there's no contract and you don't have to stick around if you don't like it. And you can, you know, you can tune out whenever you want. Like you said, if, you know, because you're not in everybody, you're not in the people, you're not in the, 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 the space of where music is happening anymore. That is lost on, on the fans. But I think it's more like, and this is just my personal opinion. It's that people want, bangers from their favorite bands every time and this single 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 album theory gives that to everybody and it really pushes the band to go what can we do that's gonna be oh i've got it that riff from like four months ago let's let's noodle that one around and then the next thing you know you know <laughs> out comes playing yeah. the type it's like <laughs> so so i i I really appreciate all of the efforts that bands have gone through over the past year. And I think that 2021 is going to be really good to bands like that, um, such as yourself. Um, I mean, like Altermind just dropped their very first song with uh, Lauren Babick, the, the lead singer of Red Handed Denial. Um, they're, an they're an instrumental piece and they are bringing on guest vocalists, which I yep. think is phenomenal because... I love instrumentals and my first instrumental that I fell in love with was humanity's last breath. I bought their, I guess, deluxe CD or whatever. And I remember listening to it and then it skipped and it was just <laughs> instruments. I'm like, what is this? What, where's the, and then I was like, Oh wait, <laughs> what is this? And so whenever bands do, you know, um, if they originally have a vocalist or they don't, and then somehow cross paths with each or, you know, do the reverse, it really, you know, opens your mind up because I don't, I never used to pay attention to songs the way I do now. Like I can hear, you know, certain bass tones and I can hear, you know, certain symbols or like, you know, Abe was saying that real punchy snare sound. Um, so I appreciate everything that you guys and all the other musicians have done through the, through the COVID times and the music that's coming out is just it's fucking mind melting. We were talking about this. My wife and I were talking about this, how like decades kind of have a sound and how COVID has, the, it, there's going to be a, a sonic impact on music. You're going to hear more DIY. You're going to hear more remote collaboration, which mm -hmm. collabs we also feel is, is, is a huge tool. Oh yeah. And you can, because we can't. Um, uh, one of our tracks, Vector, Un Vector Unknown. Um, so the guest vocalist we have on there, Anna Hell, is perfect. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. that was the last thing to ask you. Let's talk collab. So Anna Hell <laughs> is the, the vocalist of an industrial metal band called Conflict out of Moscow. Um, they're just super awesome. If you haven't checked them out, you absolutely have to. Yeah. Um, and I the the way that we will. sort of crossed paths was um, Anna reached out to me whatever it was like a, a year and a half ago and said, Hey, we're, we're finishing up this, this new album and we're going to have a, a, a bunch of guest vocals. Would you, would you like to contribute? And I was, hell yes, I want to contribute. Like, you, you sure you got the right Dave? Um, but I'll, I'll do it. Right. Um, yeah. So I mean, like they had like Burton Bell from Fear Factory on that album. It's like, you're going to let me be on the same day. I'll, I'll do it. Um, so um, but yeah, she sent the, uh, she sent the track over with, with all the lyrics and told me like what they wanted to do and just go nuts. Right. So one of the vocal booths and laid it out, sent, sent them all the stems and they put out, man, that album, they did such a good job. It was, it was incredible. Um, and obviously we wanted to return the favor, right? Because, you know, all of conflict gets to see like, oh, who the hell is Dave Lomeller and why should we care? But maybe, maybe we tricked a few of them into clicking on us, right? So we had been planning to gotcha. uh, do a collab with with Anna anyway. And then um, that started, like, I think I started blocking out the rhythms on that track the very week that the world ended and we all got locked up. It's like, well, may as well do this. Um, prove it anyway, because, like, she was never going to fly over here and record vocals anyway, so we may as well make this song. And she's got her own booth and <laughs> <Yeah>. equipment. So <laughs> we, we sort of wanted to prove a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, Abe... Abe got to prove that whole prog section in the middle because we've been wanting to get more prog. And that's sort of been Abe's department. Gerrymandering, we've been calling it. Prog, uh, <laughs> progressive gerrymandering. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, we've always, prog has always been in our core and just not as, um, not as to the surface, which we greatly appreciate. 
And the, yeah, after, so after he did that, right. And then, um, the back section with, with the duet was actually the first thing that I had written, um, with all the, the pretty, uh, Marvel movie sounding strings and stuff that's in there. Right. And the whole thing right. kind of turned into this just like lockdown metal rock opera. And to back up my, my wife pointed out to me one time, she was looking through our catalog and she's like, you know what, dude, you only ever write songs about darkness of the heart. Science is a metaphor for darkness of the heart and arson. That's all you ever write about, right? And I was like, that's yeah, not true. And I, I looked through the back. <laughs> oh, you, you're kind of right. And so, so yeah, dark, darkness, dark, uh, fire, fire, dark, science. Okay. Um, and so with that song, uh, she, she sort of, uh, I got to throw a prop. She sort of challenged me. It's like, could you try to write something hopeful just one time? And I was like, yeah, I, I can try that. And it ended up being just, uh, a, a perfect time to just metaphorically, I mean, we're working with, we're working with a vocalist in, an, in another country across the pond in Russia. We're writing this whole thing down in, in this dark, scary time. Um, but we're trying to do something beautiful. And that the, the, the song itself, the title Vector Unknown, and just right there says, we don't know where we're headed. That's what that means, right? Don't know where we're going. But then yeah. at the end, in in uh, after we finished the the big rock opera duet about um, even if the universe explodes, fall the stars die. Um, um, Anna says in Russian, uh, "We're invincible together." So I, I so I did it. I wrote I wrote one set of lyrics that was not about darkness of the heart, science as a metaphor for darkness of the heart, <laughs> or arson. Yeah. <laughs> And it was, and, and, and quite frankly, it's, it's one of my favorite things we've ever done just cause like everybody in the project really threw down cool, crazy stuff. That was like maybe the most like collabby intricate thing we've, we've ever done. I mean, I mean, I remember like trading drum parts back and forth with Kay until they're just right. And Jonesy writing, uh, those scary bridge pieces until they just felt like you were falling through a black hole. And then yeah, Abe's whole here, Abe, Abe, go play, right? And Abe comes back and makes this like, it's like, oh, oh, Abe's going to straight up like, <laughs> what you got, Dream Theater, right? <laughs> um, and then we get the the pretty thing at the end and it's, yeah. it's like, yeah, I'm glad we did a collab, Anna. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can, I can say um, after Flame went off, uh, that came up second. The, the, the first 15, 10 seconds just, made me stick around for the rest and I'm happy that I did because it just I your your guys's production value is very is very good so I want to compliment you there just to plug Dave for a second I yeah. Dave is a really really incredibly talented producer and we're lucky to have him <laughs> we're very lucky yeah, to have him. I, I yes. appreciate yeah him. I I definitely <laughs> one uh one guy that really made me started paying attention to production value um aside from the guys on the team because they're all in bands and they all mix and do their own thing and it's it's phenomenal to watch them guys work but uh this this gentleman named dave perry he's a one-man band it's called fear of water based out of uh, austin here um hmm. he does everything and when we first heard his song uh chateau Deef, it like blew us away and since then i've just really been trying to pay attention to production value because you know, it sounds like X on a phone. It sounds like Y on a surround sound. And it sounds like Z inside the car, you know? Mm -hmm. And yep. Yep. if you can that try, the, yeah. <laughs> if that you is can, a complication. <laughs> the, if you can try to make it hit on all cylinders and all forms of, of, of consuming the, the content, then, then I think you, you, you've nailed it on the head. So um, <clears throat> it definitely passes the surround sound in your house test for awesome. me. That's <laughs> so, awesome to hear. Cool. Uh, Ryan, what was this person's uh, name again? I want to, I want to oh, check him out. Dave Perry, P E R R Y. Okay. Did you say fear of water? Fear of yep. water. Uh, yes, fear of water. Right now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. One man, Spotify. one man jam band that just lays it out there. Um, another awesome. guy that does really good uh, stuff. His name is Nick Haas, H A A S. He's out of Houston. Mm -hmm. He is. Oh, nice. He is throwing some heaters out here, but it's it's so phenomenal. It's so great. So um, I'll get off my soapbox of of local talent. But no, no, it's great. Actually, <laughs> we um, 
because like I said, we got we got sort of crushed before we got to meet all the local talent. We were really, really looking forward to, I mean, not just the camaraderie and the networking, but uh, like straight up, um, collabs have been so successful for us. We want to know yeah. who's out there to collab with. I, w- yeah. I would, yeah. I would say that, you know, just off the top of my head, the kind of lineup that you guys would would build would be like, I it just has this kind of instrumental progressive vibe to it. Um, so like chronologists, alter mind, you guys, uh, God, the fucking list goes on. Um, restriction. With, yeah. <laughs> restriction. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> we, we, we love those guys. Those guys are awesome. Yeah. And I'm happy. I'm happy that they're going back to the drawing board to kind of like switch some things up. Uh, LJ and, and Rico and, uh, yeah. uh, oh my God. Oh, Kurt. Kurt. Thank you. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Kurt. I just had a brain fart. <laughs> Me and him. Me and him, uh, we we tag each other back and forth uh, whenever we exercise. It's just kind of like a motivation thing. Uh, I but saw I, that just today. I dropped a cutting board on my on my left big toe from about four Ooh. inches away, and Ooh. it has finally. That was Ugh. a week ago. Oh man! If anybody wants to see a really ro- wild picture of a swollen toe, holler. At me. <laughs> hey Ryan, I can uh, I can relate. It's it took about a year to heal, but I dropped a um, uh, a piece of wood on my toe, and it like. Nail yeah. fell off, it, you know, over time. I mean, it was nasty. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm kind of upset because I was really <laughs> in a group. metal. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, now we're having a metal podcast. Yeah. yeah. Digits yeah. just <laughs> disappearing and everything. But, um, but man, I wish we could talk for a lot longer. I actually have to go pick up my kid down the street. But before we, before we leave officially, where can everybody find um, you guys at individually or, or and as, as a band, like all the socials and stuff like that? Uh, we are a Dark Halo on Facebook and on Insta. Um, our YouTube channel is Heavy Armor Records. And that's where you can watch the new Flame Batide video. That's nice and crispy and fiery. Um, and I think everybody individually is at some level on, on Facebook and or Insta and you can find us. And if you friend us, uh, awesome. Uh, but you're in danger of lots and lots of memes. That's there. I think there's a standard level of memeing that has to be accompanied with, with anything these days. I know like, uh, uh, I was actually scrolling through Instagram and, uh, alter mind actually wrote an intro for me a long time ago that actually turned into a song for their album. So I'm like, yeah. And then they released this music video today called Illumina. And there's this just picture of, uh, Doug, their guitarist. He's got this, I call him the celestial being just cause he just, his hair is just majestic he's got these glasses i mean he's just like he just has this thing about him and then there was this there was this image that he shared about you know the new release today and he's just got this just stankiest face and i was just like can i have this as the official meme for does it stank and he was just like yeah man have it take it so it's just ah man i i love i love what we're doing and interacting with uh with all the locals and and even international bands uh because you know there's music just like you guys working with the people in russia um tomorrow i get to speak with a band in indonesia called opportunist that is awesome yeah some really rad rad music um so we're gonna kind of turn that into like a podcast party like not a live stream just kind of like this but with the whole podcast team so we can reach out and ask multiple questions because i'll I don't know anything, you know, to ask like, oh, what kind of pickups are you using? The da 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 or whatever. And you know, you know, so adding that element into the mix, uh, I think is gonna be great. Totally. Um, it's awesome. But I appreciate you guys for showing up. I'm really stoked for the new music. Like I said, it definitely um I mean, if you're worried about arson, as long as you keep putting heaters out like that. We don't care. <laughs> I, I felt I owed myself an arson song. Had, I had, yeah, I had to get one pun in there. Uh, um, nice. but, <laughs> we appreciate it, Ryan. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, this is awesome. Thank yeah, you, Ryan. I, I appreciate I, it. Uh, tell tell the drummer um, we said hello, and we'll obviously link up sometime um, in the in the near future, and obviously have you guys uh, come back on um, with, with future releases. So, thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank see, you so really much. See you guys it. later. Yep. Have a good All night. Right. Have a good one. Bye.